Obesity rates have roughly doubled in the past 30 years. 25% of Canadian adults and 13% of children have clinical obesity. Dr. Yoni Friedhoff, an assistant professor of family medicine at the University of Ottawa, and Dr. Dennis Daneman, pediatrician-in-chief at the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto, explain why it is so hard to fight this epidemic. Dr. Friedhoff believes that society has created an obesogenic environment that makes it hard for individuals to adopt healthy choices. We're broken as a society. We didn't get here because people have suddenly lost their willpower. It's that the world we have allowed to rise up around us makes unhealthy living the normal default behavior. If you have to go out of your way to make healthful choices, well then go figure the vast majority of us won't. Over the last few years, governments, schools and associations have tried many approaches to encourage healthy eating and physical activity, yet the number of people who are living with obesity is still very high. Dr. Friedhoff explains why. The vast majority of projects I'm aware of over the course of the past 10 or 20 years, again, have been trying to educate and influence behavior change on an individual level. You know, the, the idea that we are going to solve this problem simply through sheer willpower and personal responsibility, that's flawed. I mean, I think we've seen the last 40 years of failures of specifically only looking at personal responsibility as a solution as proof of that. Dr. Daneman believes that more comprehensive studies are needed and that experts have to concentrate on initiatives that do not blame individuals. This is not so much a, a medical problem as a social challenge to, to all of society. Let's not point fingers at anybody and say, you did it to your children, it's your fault. Let's get rid of the shame and blame and recognize that there are drifts in, in societal norms that have led to this and we need to try to reverse that drift as a society. So how do we fix this situation? Dr. Daneman was part of a panel that offered recommendations to the Ministry of Health in Ontario towards decreasing childhood obesity. He proposes intervening even before a child is born. You actually start with their mothers when they're contemplating conception of a child. So educating mothers about the impact of their own health and their own weight and their own smoking to health and well-being of their children is very, very important. And the next one is to encourage and support breastfeeding for at least the first six months of life. If you find a child who's putting on weight at an excessive rate, and the way to do that is during their regular checkups, make sure that their height and weight is documented and plotted on a growth chart so that you know where they are. And then if they're gaining too rapidly, you can encourage them to learn more and the family to learn more about healthy eating and healthy physical activity and try to encourage that. You don't want to go overboard. You want to do it gently and steadily. And the more you, you surround children to live in, in, a, in a healthy community, which encourages healthy, active living, may be able to reverse sedentary lifestyle. Dr. Friedhoff adds that our environment has to be recrafted in order for individuals to adopt healthier lifestyles. Ideally, a person would have to go out of their way to be unhealthy. He says that many points of action must be taken. Regulating things like the health claims on front of packages so the onus isn't on a consumer to turn a box around to study a poorly made nutrition facts panel, that is unfair to the consumer. You know, that is an environmental problem. That's something that I think we have the ability to change. Same with marketing of foods towards kids, creating zoning laws so that schools or fast food organizations and convenience stores can't set up shop within walking distance of school, creating an actual national school food program, and not only creating one, but creating one that serves healthful food, putting an end to junk food fundraising. That's something we can change. Obesity has cost the Canadian economy approximately $4.6 billion in 2008, a 20% increase since the year 2000. So whose responsibility is it to intervene, Dr. Friedhoff? It's our government's responsibility. We live in a country with socialized medicine. 
And so if there are products and patterns of behavior that are costing taxpayers an incredibly large amount of money to the point where it's very possible that our healthcare system as we know it will not be able to sustain itself as a consequence of the rise of diet and weight-relatable diseases, it is the responsibility of the government to rise up and try to make change in that regard. Many have argued that the government is facing the same uphill battle with the food industry as it did with big tobacco. Dr. Friedhoff knows that the food industry lobby is very strong, but that the government needs to find ways to cut through the noise. People forget that the food industry is not evil. The fact that the food industry fights tooth and nail against change, and the fact that the food industry is trying to influence researchers and policymakers in ways that are, is positive for their product and not positive for public health, That's their job. They're just fulfilling the mandate that they have to try to maximize profit for their shareholders. Where I see a failing is in public health and in government's sort of embrace of partnerships with the food industry, thinking that somehow we will work together to make this happen. The longer we wait and hope for the food industry to do the right thing by the public health, the longer we will wait and hope. Dr. Damon adds that government needs to push the food industry to take some responsibility for this epidemic encourage the food industry to be putting some of their profits back into societal good because at the end of the day, if we have a very obese society and we're going to have increasing health costs and, and poorer outcomes, which is not great for the bottom line of these companies either. Doctors cannot reverse the obesity trend on their own, reminds Dr. Damon. There are no magic bullets in this. If we do all the things that I've talked about, we may change these trends. So I, I have some hope that things will slow down and, and then eventually reverse themselves, but only time will tell that. For Evidence Network... I'm Melanie Holubowski.